0: Chapter five of the First Men in the Moon This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. This recording is by Mark Smith of Simpsonville, South Carolina. The First Men in the Moon by H. G. Wells. Chapter five The Journey to the Moon. Presently Cavour extinguished the light. He said we had not overmuch energy stored, and that what we had we must economize for reading. For a time, whether it was long or short I do not know, there was nothing but blank darkness. A question floated up out of the void. "'How are we pointing?' I said. "'What is our direction?' we are flying away from the earth at a tangent and as the moon is near her third quarter we are going somewhere towards her i will open a blind came a click and then a window in the outer case yawned open the sky outside was as black as the darkness within the sphere but the shape of the open window was marked by an infinite number of stars those who have only seen the starry sky from the earth cannot imagine its appearance when the vague half-luminous veil of our air has been withdrawn the stars we see on earth are the mere scattered survivors that penetrate our misty atmosphere but now at last i could realize the meaning of the hosts of heaven stranger things we were presently to see but that airless star-dusted sky of all things i think that will be one of the last i shall forget the little window vanished with a click another beside it snapped open and instantly closed and then a third and for a moment i had to close my eyes because of the blinding splendor of the waning moon for a space i had to stare at cavor and the white-lit things about me to season my eyes to light again before i could turn them towards that pallid glare Four windows were open in order that the gravitation of the moon might act upon all the substances in our sphere. I found I was no longer floating freely in space, but that my feet were resting on the glass in the direction of the moon. The blankets and cases of provision were also creeping slowly down the glass, and presently came to rest so as to block out a portion of the view. It seemed to me, of course, that I looked down when I looked at the moon on earth down means earthward the way things fall and up the reverse direction now the pull of gravitation was towards the moon and for all i knew to the contrary our earth was overhead and of course when all the cavorite blinds were closed down was towards the center of our sphere and up towards its outer wall it was curiously unlike earthly experience too to have the light coming up to one On earth light falls from above, or comes slanting down sideways, but here it came from beneath our feet, and to see our shadows we had to look up. At first it gave me a sort of vertigo to stand only on thick glass and look down upon the moon through hundreds of thousands of miles of vacant space, but this sickness passed very speedily, and then the splendour of the sight! THE READER MAY IMAGINE IT BEST IF HE WILL LIE ON THE GROUND SOME WARM SUMMER'S NIGHT AND LOOK BETWEEN HIS UPRAISED FEET AT THE MOON, BUT FOR SOME REASON, PROBABLY BECAUSE THE ABSENCE OF AIR MADE IT SO MUCH MORE LUMINOUS, THE MOON SEEMED ALREADY CONSIDERABLY LARGER THAN IT DOES FROM EARTH. THE MINUTEST DETAILS OF ITS SURFACE WERE ACUTELY CLEAR, AND SINCE WE DID NOT SEE IT THROUGH AIR, ITS OUTLINE WAS BRIGHT AND SHARP. There was no glow or halo about it, and the star-dust that covered the sky came right to its very margin, and marked the outline of its unilluminated part. And as I stood and stared at the moon between my feet, that perception of the impossible that had been with me off and on ever since our start returned again with tenfold conviction. "'Cavor,' I said, "'this takes me queerly.' those companies we were going to run and all that about minerals well i don't see em here no said cavor but you'll get over all that i suppose i'm made to turn right side up again still this for a moment i could half believe there never was a world that copy of lloyd's news might help you. I stared at the paper for a moment, then held it above the level of my face, and found I could read it quite easily. I struck a column of mean little advertisements. "'A gentleman of private means is willing to lend money,' I read. I knew that gentleman. Then somebody eccentric wanted to sell a cutaway bicycle, quite new and cost fifteen pounds, for five pounds.' and a lady in distress wished to dispose of some fish-knives and forks—a wedding-present at a great sacrifice. No doubt some simple soul was sagely examining these knives and forks, and another triumphantly riding off on that bicycle, and a third trustfully consulting that benevolent gentleman of means even as I read. I laughed, and let the paper drift from my hand are we visible from the earth i asked why i knew someone who was rather interested in astronomy it occurred to me that it would be rather odd if my friend chanced to be looking through some telescope it would need the most powerful telescope on earth even now to see us as the minutest speck. for a time i stared in silence at the moon it's a world i said one feels that infinitely more than one ever did on earth people perhaps people he exclaimed no banish all that think yourself a sort of ultra arctic voyager exploring the desolate places of space look at it he waved his hand at the shining whiteness below it's dead dead vast extinct volcanoes lava wildernesses tumbled wastes of snow, or frozen carbonic acid, or frozen air, and everywhere landslip seams and craps and gulfs. Nothing happens. Men have watched this planet systematically with telescopes for over two hundred years. How much change do you think they have seen? None. They have traced two indisputable landslips, a doubtful crack, and one slight periodic change of colour and that's all i didn't know they'd traced even that oh yes but as for people by the way i asked how small a thing will the biggest telescopes show upon the moon one could see a fair-sized church one could certainly see any towns or buildings or anything like the handiwork of men there might perhaps be insects something in the way of ants for example so that they could hide in deep burrows from the lunar light, or some new sort of creatures having no earthly parallel. That is the most probable thing, if we are to find life there at all. Think of the difference in conditions. Life must fit itself to a day as long as fourteen earthly days, a cloudless sun blaze of fourteen days, and then a night of equal length, growing ever colder and colder under these cold, sharp stars. IN THAT NIGHT THERE MUST BE COLD, THE ULTIMATE COLD, ABSOLUTE zero, 273 DEGREES CENTIGRADE BELOW THE EARTHLY FREEZING POINT. WHATEVER LIFE THERE IS MUST HIBERNATE THROUGH THAT, AND RISE AGAIN EACH DAY. HE MUSED. ONE CAN IMAGINE SOMETHING worm-like. HE SAID, TAKING ITS AIR SOLID AS AN EARTHWORM SWALLOWS EARTH. OR THICK-SKINNED MONSTERS by the by i said why didn't we bring a gun he did not answer that question no he concluded we just have to go we shall see when we get there i remembered something of course there's my minerals anyhow i said whatever the conditions may be presently he told me he wished to alter our course a little by letting the earth tug at us for a moment HE WAS GOING TO OPEN ONE EARTHWARD BLIND FOR THIRTY SECONDS. HE warned ME THAT IT WOULD MAKE MY HEAD SWIM, AND ADVISED ME TO EXTEND MY HANDS AGAINST THE GLASS TO BREAK MY FALL. I DID AS HE DIRECTED, AND THRUST MY FEET AGAINST THE BALES OF FOOD CASES AND AIR CYLINDERS TO PREVENT THEIR FALLING UPON ME. THEN WITH A CLICK THE WINDOW FLEW OPEN. I FELL CLUMSILY UPON HANDS AND FACE, AND SAW FOR A MOMENT BETWEEN MY BLACK EXTENDED FINGERS OUR MOTHER EARTH. A PLANET IN A DOWNWARD SKY! We were still very near. Cavour told me the distance was perhaps eight hundred miles, and the huge terrestrial disk filled all heaven. But already it was plain to see that the world was a globe. The land below us was in twilight and vague, but westward the vast grey stretches of the Atlantic shone like molten silver under the receding day. I think I recognized the cloud-dimmed coastlines of France and Spain and the south of England, and then, with a click, the shutter closed again, and I found myself in a state of extraordinary confusion sliding slowly over the smooth glass. When at last things settled themselves in my mind again, it seemed quite beyond question that the moon was down and under my feet, and that the earth was somewhere away on the level of the horizon the earth that had been down to me and my kindred since the beginning of things. So slight were the exertions required of us, so easy did the practical annihilation of our weight make all we had to do, that the necessity for taking refreshment did not occur to us for nearly six hours, by Cavour's chronometer, after our start. I was amazed at that lapse of time. Even then I was satisfied with very little. Cavour examined the apparatus for absorbing carbonic acid in water, and pronounced it to be in satisfactory order, our consumption of oxygen having been extraordinarily slight. And our talk being exhausted for the time, and there being nothing further for us to do, we gave way to a curious drowsiness that had come upon us, and spreading our blankets on the bottom of the sphere in such a manner as to shut out most of the moonlight, wished each other good night." and almost immediately fell asleep. And so, sleeping, and sometimes talking and reading a little, and at times eating, although without any keenness of appetite, but for the most part in a sort of quiescence that was neither waking nor slumber, we fell through a space of time that had neither night nor day in it, silently, softly, and swiftly down towards the moon. Footnote It is a curious thing that while we were in the sphere we felt not the slightest desire for food, nor did we feel the want of it when we abstained. At first we forced our appetites, but afterwards we fasted completely. Altogether we did not consume one hundredth part of the compressed provisions we had brought with us. The amount of carbonic acid we breathed was also unnaturally low, but why this was I am quite unable to explain." and a footnote end of chapter